The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entities they represent. No sleepy tea for me. <laughs> Seriously, I don't have any. It's oh, all at my workplace. That sucks. Well, wait a minute. No, I don't want the sleepy tea. Let's I want the good tea. You probably shouldn't drink sleepy tea at your workplace, Painter. No, no. Regular tea. Green tea. Yeah. Regular green tea. Let me tell you what I had for dinner. All right. I had five eggs. I cut up some peppers. <laughs> I have some diced onions. I have some turkey sausage. You put the turkey sausage down. You spray it with some avocado oil, too. Pretty healthy. And then you, you let those guys warm up. You put some eggs on there. Boom. Finished it off with some PB&J. Wait. I had the PB&J after I put oh, the eggs. I, I was like, on. what? <laughs> what the fuck is happening? Yeah, that's... Uh... So like you, did you just make did you make like an omelet or like what were you what do you what were you doing no, with no, the not an omelet. other These ingredients? Bad boys are scrambled. Oh okay. Five mm. eggs, man. Yeah, that's that's a good bit of eggs. Eggs have gone up so much recently. Got to get that protein. Got to get that protein. Yes. Yeah, smart. I had a meatloaf with corn and uh, Yukon mashed potatoes. It was solid party meal. <laughs> Meatloaf, man. Meatloaf to me just sounds like something from a sitcom. It's, uh, I mean, it's a very polarizing online discussion, but I'm a big fan of meatloaf. Mm. I don't think that it does it for me. Corn also doesn't do it for me. Wow. Well, yeah, you, just described, guy. you just described one of the weirdest meals I've ever heard about in my life, so I'm not really... I don't know how, how Oh, like you don't, you don't, en- okay, first off, do you or do you not enjoy scrambled eggs? I do, yeah. Maybe not for dinner. They're good. Uh, breakfast any time of the day. That's Tea fair. breakfast. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's All right, good. so you've established that you like eggs. Very delicious. A staple of the best meal. Now I make the eggs better with flavor. Peppers, onions, sausage. Naturally. So you like the eggs even more i presume because the thing you just admitted was good is even better yeah okay pause time out who does not like peanut butter and jelly all right so i want you to rethink what you just said to me and apologize i apologize other than i don't i'm not i don't do i'm not a big jelly guy i just do peanut butter but i i can get on board with that peanut butter banana sandwich with mayo mm. yes or no with with mayo Mayo no. one side, peanut butter other. Never, never done it. Come on. No, that no, sounds. That's crazy. Yeah, no. I'm, that's I'm crazy on, talk, Payer. <laughs> really interesting. I'm never. Right. I've never the even heard of somebody doing that. Now thought that was weird too. So maybe it's just me, huh? Man. Hey, man. You know, do, do what you do. What you do. You know, don't don't be anybody but yourself. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Be true to yourself. Great start. Don't let me stop you with the mayonnaise, brother. I do like mayonnaise, though, so I don't mean to slander mayonnaise individually. Um, just mayonnaise on a peanut butter jelly sandwich. No, 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 no. It's not a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It's a peanut butter and banana sandwich. You said PBJ. No, I was no, talking just about peanut PBJ. Butter. Peanut butter on one slice of bread, uh, mayonnaise on the other slice of bread, and then uh, bananas in there. And just yes. fillet yes. some bananas. I did explain I explained this the first time, right, Dave? Yeah, yeah. We don't I don't think we need to walk through all the ingredients again. Okay. So Seems wait, like where we did do. the Seems like there's some confusion. <laughs> where did the J come in? There's no jelly. This is just I so what? I I had PB and J tonight, but I also like peanut butter and banana sandwiches with mayo. But oh, I okay. didn't have that tonight. Oh, okay. I, but I okay. probably should. I'm with you now. Some of my I'm bananas with you now. are kind of getting close to it, you know. Like I don't like it. I like a firm yeah. banana, not a soft banana. Yeah, yeah. I, bet good, I like a firm banana too. It's just they get mushy, too mushy, way too mushy. Which is weird because nice. you know that's when it, what's when it's ripe, and apparently you know that's just most fruits would be good when they're at their most ripe, but not a banana. Hmm. Hmm. David, I see you. <laughs> You know, I, I, I assume most people tuned into this specific episode of this podcast to hear our takes on bananas and mayonnaise and, and such such things of that nature. Hashtag. Well, I want to. I want to personally. <laughs> I want to personally commend um, 
Justin Ferguson, who, just as a reminder, there's going to be a disclaimer at the beginning that you've already listened to. Justin is not involved with this podcast. So keep that in mind yeah. as we move forward. But I do want to commend him for what actually did make me laugh aloud as I was reading this. When Ferg posted the story that came out today, and if you're listening, we recorded this Monday evening late. Uh, it says, I didn't think Auburn was going to hire Hugh Freeze, but it did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a good time. So I guess it would be good to stay away from totally relitigating everything that's basically been discussed over the last 72 or so hours. Not to say that those things aren't important. They obviously are, and they're going to continue to be talked about. But I do want to try to come at this from an angle that is like, Interesting in that, like, how did we arrive where we are? Sure, that even seems a bit cliched. So, my, my, this is, when I figured out, when I heard we were going to record tonight, I was trying to figure out, Painter, like you said, how to say this, or how to just go at this from, you know, any sort of unique way that hasn't been just on Twitter, on the message boards all day. I, you know, I'm not excited about it. Um, that's, that's. Just the, just the way it is for me. I'm not excited about it. I think it's a disappointing hire. Um, there are two things that I don't really... There, there are two main things that I don't really get, and that's the how of it and the why of it. The how is how, you know, how is Auburn, after what John Cohen, what they've called a thorough vetting process, um, able to look past the baggage that comes with hiring Hugh Freeze. You said it, Painter. You know, we don't, we're not going to get into everything uh, from his past. Everybody out there listening to this, you're, you know, you're listening to this, you're, you're pretty in the weeds in Auburn. Um, I'm sure you, that you know everything that Hugh Freeze has um, on his track record. And again, that stuff, it, it, it stinks. Um, I, don't, I don't like that it's associated with Auburn now. I don't like that it's gone from, you know, Ole Miss head coach Hugh Freeze did these things to now Auburn co- head coach Hugh Freeze did these things in the past. But, like I said, we're not going to... Get into all that, but it is it is a question of mine how this thorough vetting process, this fifty-eight point question process, all this stuff, how you kind of look at all of those things and then kind of just move on. Um, you know, I, you would think that a quick Google search would raise some red flags, which I'm sure that it did. Um, and Auburn reportedly hired a crisis communications firm to try and make this whole thing palatable. You know, we started seeing some pro-free sentiments pop up for some from some prominent Auburn people. Um, you know, it feels like there was probably a bit of an effort um, on the part of the administration or whoever it was inside the athletic complex to say, you know, get in touch with some people and ask them, hey, can you can you try to help us out with this? Um, so that's kind of the how do you look past those things, which leads to the why is why is Auburn willing to go to all of those links to get these people on board, to hire a PR firm, to reportedly, Pat Ford, Sports Illustrated, uh, said, take away Hugh Freeze's Twitter account and have him relinquish that to Auburn. Why is Auburn willing to go through all of those things for Hugh Freeze, uh, a coach that, A, wasn't a hot commodity in this coaching cycle. Um, There were dozens of jobs open, and none of them, as far as I can tell, uh, were considering Hugh Freeze. Um, Auburn is the far and away the best job available and the only SEC job available and uh, was the only school that went after Hugh Freeze. So I, I – and this is where the, the actual football part of it comes in is why is Auburn willing to go through all those things, not only for this guy who has all this baggage, but also, I mean, good football coach, not great football coach. And this, is a, this was a time where Auburn had all of these things lined up. They have a new AD, a new president, this incredible new football facility, this – um, giant NIL fund that's gaining momentum daily, and they hand the keys to Hugh Freeze. It's just it's confusing to me. Um, you know, there are, are obviously reports or whatever you want to call them about Auburn missed on Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin decided to stay in Oxford. All this different stuff. I just it's 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 just disappointing. Uh, from a I mean to me it's just it's it's disappointing from a actual football uh, uh, standard, which is. You know the important the important part of hiring a football coach. Hugh Freeze won some games at Ole Miss. Obviously, yes, beat Alabama twice in a row. Beating Alabama is not the only thing that should matter. I know that some at Auburn are obsessed with beating Alabama, and that's all they have their eyes on. And that's really all Hugh Freeze has to hang his hat on. Didn't win the SEC West. Didn't go to a championship game. Um, and I've you know I feel like I'm 
taking up all our airspace, so I'll open it up. But it's just that, that I don't get the how and I don't get the why. I don't get how Auburn got here and I don't get why Auburn is why Auburn was willing to get here and take all of these steps to make this palatable when he is was not a hot commodity. It was the coach at Liberty. Um, you know, I think Auburn is is above hiring coaches from that small of a program. No, well, no, no offense to Liberty's football program, um, but I just think Auburn is a little bit above hiring a coach from a school like that. And I don't think that's I don't think I'm wrong to think that. I don't think that's an insult to Hugh Freeze or Liberty. It it might work. It, you know, it might work, and I'm I I certainly think it could. It's just it's confusing and it's a little bit disappointing. Oh man, this shit sucks. This day has sucked so bad. <laughs> it has. It sucks so I'm bad. I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be so measured. I knew that's what. I knew that's what. No, I mean. Again, I'm not. I'm not gonna try to sound like a whiny bitch on this podcast because I, I'm just not gonna do that. But for all the aforementioned reasons that Dave has just eloquently laid out for us. How did we get here, and why did we get here? Because it, it, it doesn't make sense when you just step back objectively. So many people have been carrying so much water for this guy who has not coached a single down at this program and have just been caping for him like like he has the accomplishments of an Urban Meyer with, with some baggage. And it, it just blows my mind because it's like you look at the old Miss accomplishments, which <laughs> because of the circumstances, we have slandered them a many. And so then you, you have to put a cap on that expectation of his results at Ole Miss if we were willing to hire Lane Kiffin under those same pretenses. I totally understand all that. But when you look at – you can't fault somebody like us for wanting Lane Kiffin at a place like Ole Miss for what he has been able to accomplish and then turn around and be like, well, if you wanted Lane, why would you not be accepting of Hugh Freeze? And it's like the, the, the stars are just like totally not even in alignment there. Like – Hughes, Hughes' trajectory and Lane's trajectory were on totally different courses. Like, if Lane gets this job, it's the biggest story in college football for all the right reasons. And there is a lot of excitement, and there is a lot of money immediately infused, and there's a lot of talent immediately signing up to come to this program. You hire Hugh Freeze, and you end up with the bullshit that we had to deal with all day today. And we very well may end up with talent, and you may end up with all these other things. But all things being equal in a vacuum... It's not the same thing. So, like, quit comparing the two because we were willing to bring in Lane Kiffin under those circumstances, and now we're bitching about Hugh Freeze. It's they're two entirely different people with two entirely different baggage, you know, types of baggage, and it just blows my mind that people are stumping for this guy to the lengths that they are going before he was even hired. Like this guy was not even your coach yet. So now, yes, obviously, I'm I'm online as much as anybody. Like I understand the human nature of that. Once he's hired, absolutely. We're all going to come around. We're still going to love Auburn. We're going to want to watch Auburn football. Yes, it's going to sting a little bit because the guy I didn't want to get the coaching job is going to be the head coach. Of course I love Auburn football. Of course I'm always going to love Auburn football. It's going to feel a little different. I'm not going to sit here and lie about that either. But it's not the same. It's just not the same. So stop comparing the two and stop acting like it's irrational for people to see it that way because it's yeah. bullshit. I 100% agree with that, especially what you said about they they were on completely different trajectories at Ole Miss. Um, Lane Kiffin is winning at Ole Miss right now. Hugh Freeze won at Ole Miss, and then it kind of turned on him. Uh, with the most at, talented roster he yeah, had. He had the same exactly. record as Auburn this year. Yes, bad last season. Um, and I... Again, I just Auburn is above hiring the guy from Liberty. That's just that is one of the things exactly. that comes down to me. It comes down to for me. For sure. LS, LS, LSU just hired Brian Kelly from Notre Dame. USC just poached Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma, and Auburn is hiring the coach from Liberty. Yeah. Why are we it's, doing that? Aim higher. And I know. I know you missed on Lane Kiffin. Then go get somebody else. You know James Franklin mentioned. Go get James Franklin. Uh, Davos Sweeney was mentioned. I, I don't know if that was real or whatever, but like, hire a sitting somebody. coach at a, at a good football school. Yeah, the, not the guy that it, nobody fucking wants. It, it blows not, my mind. Exactly, really exactly, mind. dude. Nobody wanted to hire this guy. Nobody. Nobody else wanted him, dude. Like, and again, that's not. I, I'm I'm not trying to insult Hugh Freeze. I promise. But that's just the facts of the case. Like, LSU is hiring the coach from Notre Dame. 
and Auburn is hiring a coach from Liberty. That is unbelievable to me. Yeah, is I mean, it you can unbelievable? look. Unbelievable. No, it's okay. <laughs> is it, is right. it unbelievable? Right. Okay. Fair. But I'm just saying, like, grow up. Grow up. Yeah. Treat yeah. yourself like the like the. I think um, Stephen Godfrey has said before, like. Auburn is a nine that walks around like, you know, that treats itself like a three, you know, like, yeah, you are an attractive job. Act like it. Yeah. It's like that old cliche. Like, like if you're going for a job interview, like dress for the job that you want kind of thing, or, mm-hmm. you know, but even on the other side of that, like be who the fuck you say you are. You know what I mean? Like you're a top 15 job. Go make a hire. Everybody's like, yeah, that makes sense for a top 15 job. Not the guy that got banished to the mountains in Virginia that's at this small institution that's private because nobody else would hire the fucking guy. Now you bring him in and you look like a clown show because of all these circumstances surrounding all of this. And the sad thing is any number of these things that have been the plethora of red flags, any number of those... Any single one of those would have been enough to, would have been enough to move on from any other person. 100%. Any other person. Just 100%. one of them. Not the two or the three or the four past transgressions. Any one of them would have been enough. Mm-hmm. At any other job. Like at not, any, like at, not yeah, a college football seriously. job. This, like, this would come up on a background check trying to get a job at wherever. <laughs> like, you know? Like, yeah. I, 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 and again... It's just it's frustrating, you know. It, it it is it is it is frustrating, you know. You sell you sell Auburn fans this bill of goods like it's a new day at Auburn. Auburn being Auburn means a totally different thing. This is we're totally it's we're it's new. We're gonna not do it like we used to do it, and then we do it like one of any of the three of us could have made this hire in twenty minutes. But right, we had this whole thing about we got a new AD, we got a new president. It's gonna be a new day. You know what I'm saying? Like we, uh, an intern in the ticket office with a cell phone could have made this hire. Exactly. No, but, seriously. And it is. It's so like you said when you first started. It's so annoying that they spent all this time, like airtime, all these breaths rebranding this. This is Auburn being Auburn. Blah 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 blah. All of that. And, like, the fan base has been more unified than it has been in a decade. You've got a new president, a new AD, all these signs of, like, new leadership because it actually did change institutionally. You've opened up the new football facility, all the reports of the NIL. All these PR moves have been so calculated since the, the firing of Brian Harson, And it was nothing but a steady climb of momentum. Yes. And you tanked it. You absolutely tanked it at its yes. peak. At its peak. For what? For who? It blows my mind. It, it for an eight mind. and five, for an eight and five to nine and three ceiling coach, in my opinion. The, yep. the program is at a huge inflection point. Brian Harson was a disaster. Auburn admitted that. Auburn admitted that and took the action that was necessary to reverse that course, and then just went back and did this. Yeah, Ugh. and that's the other thing. So on top of all the positivity, the events preceding that, you've you've paid thirty five million dollars. To, to have guys not coach your football team. And this is the decision you make less than two calendar years later. Yeah. Any, any of those things objectively taken a step back, like it makes absolutely no sense why you would land on this. Why you would land on this. Would you like to know one person I'm very frustrated with in this whole process? Is that person is I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but that person is John Sokoloff of WCBI oh, News. Yeah, I will go to the I will go to my grave thinking that we were getting Lane Kiffin until he tweeted out that it was happening. I want to tiptoe around the issue slightly because I'm not in this man's head, and it very well could be that Lane didn't want to move because his family's comfortable. In Oxford, like that's a very real thing that could have led to him being like, you know what, we're just gonna hold off on this. It's probably his yeah. freaking but dog. There... <laughs> Juice Kiffin. I'm back to hating Juice Kiffin. There is a part of me that's like, uh, oh, I don't know, man. You've moved a lot. hadn't really been a problem before. Then I think like there's a non-zero chance. It's much more likely that it's literally anything else. But there's a non-zero chance that Lane Kiffin didn't take the job at Auburn so he could quote tweet that reporter. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, hundred percent. No, I. There. Oh, that you said non-zero chance. I'd say there's a seventy-five percent chance. That's that's the reason <laughs> he didn't do it. 
So yeah. again, hate hate that guy. Yeah, no, hate he's hate a yeah, lot of people. He's, right he now. spurned it all. He and the sad thing is, now in hindsight, because obviously it's 2020, you can presume what information came from where and who tanked what, and that saddens me. Because somebody torpedoed that by feeding that to him. And I'm afraid that I know where it came from now. Well, <laughs> no follow-up. No, no, no follow-up. I mean, it's, I, I think it's pretty clear the, the influential people that wanted to shoe in Hugh Freeze 100% torpedoed Lane being hired at Auburn. Because if you – the way that that – just the timing was terrible. Obviously, it's a rivalry week. You now have forced all this external and internal pressure. It then became this thing in the middle of the season as opposed to after the season when there could have been some time spent. There could have been some conversations and there could have been some family time spent at another campus to see, okay, what is this about? And you, you avoided all of that by tanking it a week in advance, forcing all of this pressure that then – and, and if he caved to his family, like, fine. You know, like, I can accept that as a human. Like, that's that's fine. Like, if that's what he wanted to do. But, like, I can't – I just can't see past the timing of Suckoff being feeded – like, being fed that information. And when he tweeted it. It's it's just – yeah. no. It's just – it's ridiculous. I will say I'm glad this is over. Which is not the which is not the prevailing thought I wanted to have when this started because that's the prevailing thought I had when the last coaching search started. I tweeted literally. I was like, I don't know. I wouldn't know Brian Harson if he walked in my front door. But I'm glad this is over, and I feel the exact same way now. I'm just glad it's. I mean, I'm not glad it's. I'm not glad how it ended, but I'm glad it's over. Um, because it, the whole thing sucked. The whole thing sucked. It was supposed to be yeah. exciting. It was supposed to be this like big new moment for Auburn, and it sucked. It was very fun for about 10 days. Yeah. And unfortunately, we were collateral, and, and people got played along the way. And we haven't even gotten into the fact that the this – is, this is the – I'm going to just lay it out. The last month of Hugh Freeze's football coaching career, football coaching specifically is what we're talking about right now. Liberty versus UConn. UConn, the University of Connecticut. UConn. Loss. Liberty versus Virginia Tech, a two-win Virginia Tech team. Two wins on the season. Loss. Liberty versus New Mexico State this Saturday. 49-14, to 14, New Mexico State. 49-14. And they were favored by 28 American points. They were favored in double by double digits in all of those games. New Mexico State and UConn are two of the worst, worst football programs in the last 25 years in but it, but American how do you football. how do you go into a game favored by 28 American points and lose by 35 American points and <laughs> it has to be oh. it has to be the wild I mean I need to I need to enlist Josh Dub once again <laughs> but it has to be the widest range of a spread ever it has yeah. to be there's and no 28 point favorite that's ever been beaten by five touchdowns People have been tweeting and posting like Liberty was down to the third string quarterback, all this stuff. Quarterback play defense? Quarterback yeah, I ain't play trying defense? to hear all that. Nope. I ain't trying to hear all I mean, that. Hey, I, watched back, Auburn, I watched a third string quarterback all season long at an SEC school. Like, <laughs> get out of my face. Auburn's got to play New Mexico State next year. We don't currently have a coach that we know can beat them. I mean, it's facts. Facts only. Yeah. We yeah. will obviously beat New Mexico State, but. Yeah, we'll have them in hell, but it's fun. It's fun to theorize. On one, I was on a one game, five touchdown losing streak to them. We love the we love that the one and zero around Auburn, but that buddy's zero and one. That happened two days ago, and now he is the coach at Auburn, making six and a half million dollars a year on a six year deal. Do we know the buyout number yet? Not to get too far in advance. Uh, I don't think so. I haven't seen I, it. I would hope. It's I saw that we paid. Low. I saw that we paid Liberty three million, which is not a crazy buyout, honestly, compared to for that extension he just got. Yeah, really looking um, forward to seeing what Liberty University. I, I, yeah, because the buyout is really is really what's going to shake this up for a lot of people. Because if that money is guaranteed money, even the majority of it, it's that's going to suck. That's that is really a very stink. funny low amount of money for a buyout, yeah. given that he just signed an extension. 
Yeah, and for like $5 million per year. Like, it's, it is pretty wild that that was the number to get out of that. Like I said, there, were, there are two teams. There were two, we, when we woke up on Monday morning, there were two teams who wanted Hugh Freeze to be their head football coach, Liberty <laughs> and Auburn. Naturally. <laughs> that is a fact. Because these other teams that had coaching openings are out there getting Luke Fickle to Wisconsin, who is going yep. to absolutely freaking murder it there. Uh, Matt Rule to Nebraska, perfect. He's, he is a rebuilder. Nebraska is in desperate need of a rebuild. Colorado is probably going to get Deion Sanders. Um, just, just getting cooked. Yeah, it's cooked. it's nasty. It's nasty. I mean, there's there's way too many established coaches. There's way – and even beyond that, like there's so many guys that like you could have taken a chance on that were – that weren't yet an established head coach. And I get that they wanted to go with more of a safe hire for obvious reasons, like given the last two years have produced $35 million just effectively being lit on fire. But, it's man, there's just so many ways you could have spun that with so many people and not had to deal with today and what's to come. Yeah. And that's not even on the football field. And again, you, You've immediately subjected yourself – to being the punchline, and people are going, I don't care what people on Twitter got to say or, you know, what the talking head is. Bullshit. Like, you don't want people just out here lambasting the program yeah. you support for for reasons that, like, aren't football. Like, it's, yeah. it, it's bullshit it's to be tough. associated with that as a fan, to be put in that position when, like, I love this place. Like, we love this place. We want to go and support a program we can be happy about. And now we've got whatever the hell this is. And, again, this – all of this could be freezing cold takes, you know, if he goes and wins, um, which I hope Auburn, you know, obviously I hope Auburn wins football games. Um, I, I'm not confident it's going to happen. I'm willing to say that I think it could, but I'm not, con- I mean, I, you know, I, yeah, I it, know. Could, it could easily, I mean, you got Oklahoma and Texas coming into the league. Like, I mean, yeah, this could go south for sure. So, I mean, uh, there's, there's no way to know. I don't know what uh, you know, I mean, I'm not going to be. I don't know what you look at and say, like, oh, Hugh Freeze is going to take Auburn to the SC right. championship. Yeah, and what, that's the thing that's killed me. It's like, that? well, he can coach, you know, and he can recruit. And it's like, yeah, but, like, it's very easy to rationalize these couple things. Like, you just talking about the legal stuff that got wins vacated? Like, that, yeah. that's that's the recruiting classes we're lauding here? Like, come on. So, um, no, but it is. It's crazy. Cause, I mean, I, don't, I just don't understand how people have the confidence that, like, all of a sudden, you know, put the word out. We back up because – We've got the coach from Liberty University. Yes, thank you. And like it's like you said, Pablo, they were doing that months ago before he first yeah, was right. sniffing being the coach here. Although he could have, I don't know. And I'll, I'll say this to the to the money people who have gotten their guy in here. I better see some offensive linemen and some edge rushers and some quarterbacks driving freaking Rolls Royces around Auburn and just do it. Like those guys better be rolling in the mother effing dough, dude. If you are gonna yeah. get, if you're gonna buy us, you freeze. You buy us some freaking talent too. Yeah. No, and I, I think that's what we're gonna do. If that's what we're gonna do, if we are going to, if Auburn is going to be like these guys with the money, you guys do whatever the hell you want. You hire whoever you want, and then then five star O linemen better be lining up at Guthrie's every day. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah, no, and I think, you know, if you want to Google, if you want to Google the sunken cost fallacy, go ahead and look that up for me real quick. But these people that have signed their name to Hugh Freeze coming in, they are the ones with the big bucks. They are the one with the money, because they want this to work. Being their guy, they are a hundred percent going to throw even more money at the NIL yeah. to do yeah. what they can to make it work. Like I'm not blind to that. I'm not dumb to that. Um, and so, yeah, we're going to recruit probably pretty well as is our baseline. We're probably going to win a lot of games, as is our baseline. Hugh Freeze is almost assuredly going to be better than Brian Harson because almost everybody always has. <laughs> so it's it's like we're just – even if we elevate – Incredibly low norm, bar. Yeah, like the bar is on the floor. And so even if you get back to just what you perceive this <laughs> place to be, on the floor. <laughs> so many people could have also done that without what they're having to put us through. So – it's not a matter of I don't think he can. It's quite frankly I don't think he deserves to. And I think the Brian Harson, you make a good point. I think the Brian Harson thing probably opened up an opportunity for the Hugh Freeze thing a little bit more because Brian yeah. Harson was such a dog shit head so football bad. coach at Auburn. Yeah. Like any anybody is going to be better. Um, oh God, I would hope so. Although it would be 
hilarious if Hugh Freeze is somehow worse than Brian Harson. But again, I, I don't want that to happen. I don't think it's going to because he's just not like uh, that's just not. Gonna I mean, happen. it could very it could very easily just be like our version of Sam Pittman. That's just a good fit because of where he is, and he's following the abysmal that came before him. So then he's lauded correcting this thing that just got back to its baseline, like and that's mm-hmm. that's gonna annoy the shit out of me. And I hate that too. Like people who are like, oh, of course it's a Hugh for Hugh Freeze is a perfect fit at Auburn because of like. Auburn is just all you know, skeevy and all about winning, and it's like, dude. Okay, so that's two things. I want to say it is objectively funny that Auburn has hired like a crisis communication or PR firm or whatever. Like, yeah, and also like, it's funny that like the characters that are painted of Auburn so frequently. It's like, well, you absolutely are driving that one home with this move. Oh yeah, yeah. you lit oh, a bonfire on that. Everything that anyone has ever said about Auburn has just fulfilled itself. Pat Ford has been, Pat Ford has been writing a self fulfilling prophecy about Auburn for twelve years at this for point. for twelve years, and we finally given him what he needed. I, 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 I got to say, I think he would be disappointed if we weren't around because yeah, it gives him like a dog and their tail, something to chase, and he yep. has been with him yeah. for so long. I actually think he was probably one of the most excited people about this news. Oh, oh yeah. for sure. Honestly, golf clap to him for sticking with it, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, That's never giving up the bit. The man, the man got a shtick and he stuck with it. How about uh, how about foremost Auburn hater Dan Wolken carrying some water for Hugh Freeze? That came out of nowhere. I didn't so that has also that been an interesting thing. Like that obviously we're getting a lot of flip. blowback for this, you know. But it's interesting to be the ones where it's like, oh, you you think what? Like this is this is the thing that Dan Wolken is having a measured take on Auburn about. I I didn't see that coming at all. That dude has, him and Pat, like he's almost more than Pat Ford has been a little bit of a, little bit of an Auburn hater for a, a very long time. So I did not see that coming at all. Um, you know, one one must wonder if maybe he's got some friends over at CAA. And for Pat, for Pat to associate Bruce today in that article, like as the reclamation hero at Auburn. So why could Hugh Freeze not be? It's that's such a disgusting comparison yes. to make, considering 100%. what Hugh Freeze's past misdeeds have been compared to just like lying to the NCAA. Like, can you please get over your fucking self, Pat? Yeah, yeah. Do not do. Yeah, so many people have been making that comparison. Like, oh well, Bruce deserves a second Auburn. Chance. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Good. Bruce got a second it chance. Not it's a, like that's not even remotely not, the same. It is not remotely the same, dude. That yeah, that that certainly bothers me. And the you know, there's the other point of like, well, don't you believe in redemption? Sure, absolutely. I, I forgive <laughs> you, Freeze, man, hundred yeah. percent. But but do I think he deserves his job? Exactly. I still don't. And again, push all, and, and Hear me when I say this: don't push those things to the side. Those things deserve to be discussed. They deserve airtime. For the sake of this argument, push those things aside. Look at this from a purely football standpoint, and it is still disappointing to me. It's, it is. It's and underwhelming like, like, football standpoint. You don't know ball. And I'm like, okay, you're right. I don't know that. Like, I don't know the intricacies of football. I know that he's never been to an SC championship. I know that he had a wildly talented roster at Ole Miss that had all these NFL dudes on it that went like eight and four. Um, so, I, it, again, don't put those – don't put – don't put the things that need to be discussed to the side, but even when you do, it's still disappointing. It is for any and number of reasons. When you bring when you bring those when you add all the, the other stuff, exactly. Yeah, so it's like you you can rationalize away, but you still end up landing on the point of, well, this is underwhelming. And it's like to be in this spot with all one this thing momentum. I keep coming back to is how are they like, hey, let's hire this guy who we immediately have to retain a PR firm. <laughs> Yes. And we have to take yes. away his Twitter. Before the announcement. <laughs> That's, that is childish behavior. It, yeah, it really is. Like, we have a man-child with that's so impulsive. In his contract, he will not have a Twitter account. <laughs> so good. It's so good. I mean, it, it, it is what's fun it. about coaching searches, and I get it. Like, this hasn't been a lot of fun for some people, and – even if you're like excited about the Hugh Freeze news, there's probably been a part over the last week where there was some disappointment because I think a lot of people got on board with the idea that it was Kiffin. And then even if you weren't, in, you know, on the whole like Kiffin thing, it was like, well, kind of embarrassing to miss, right? Like, so yeah. at some point over the last few days, you probably felt some disappointment in one way or another. 
I'll pause here and just go a different direction. It seems to me like with the Kiffin initial surge, we get Kiffin and we rock, or we have our guy in Hugh Freeze, and there's going to be some gestures towards other people, but we're not actually pursuing anyone else. We don't actually have a backup plan. It seems like that was probably the case, which is what they did in 2020. Which was kind of by design, and all this other due diligence turned out to just not be due diligence at all. I would say, how much, uh, uh, to, to both of you, how much do you buy that, like, James Franklin and Dabo and maybe not, Dabo to a much lesser extent, but, like, how much do you buy that these other names were being vetted and talked to? Apparently, Cohen had a big thing for Sonny Dykes. Obviously, he is about to take TCU to the playoffs, so he, you know, kind of the, the guy, uh, Brian Johnson, the Eagles quarterback, like, I wonder, I wonder how much of that was just like, we are giving you all of these names so that it does not appear that we are going directly to Hugh Freeze. I also wonder about floating the idea earlier in the weekend. I wondered initially if that was a leak to move away from Freeze. From someone, it's like, yeah. You do it and it's like, oh, this is so unpopular. How could, how could you know, I don't, I don't want to do this if I'm whoever it is making the decision. It's like, all right, well, the decision's been made for us. Got to go in a different direction. And instead, it seems like it was almost used as like a, a cooling agent. To, to soften. Like, yes. Yeah, to soften the blow. Correct. Yep. And I didn't, think that that would make sense considering the PR firm was retained prior to the announcement. That, that, would, make a lot of, that would make a lot of sense that, that all those things have been in the works and that was to soften the blow for today. I would love to be that PR person that calls. Like, hey, uh, we've got a, we've got a job for you. Just take a look at where we're going to send you, and you know, see how we can spin this. Takes a re- good, take a real good luck. Take a real spin master to do something like that. Yeah. Call me it, hey, how can you how how can we avoid uh, how can we avoid backlash here? Oh yeah, easy. Don't do it. That'll be twenty five thousand dollars, please. <laughs> and I mean, to and having said all of this. Hugh Freeze will recruit well. He, he, Hugh Freeze will do probably pretty well on the field. It wouldn't surprise me at all if Auburn is making a playoff in two or three years once it expands to 12 teams, and then everybody is going to feel so vindicated, and we're just going to sit back there and say, but it shouldn't have been him, and it could have been so many other people. And we didn't have to do this. We, we willingly chose to do this. And if he gets us there, Cool. From a football standpoint, of course, like, yeah, we want to be good. I also think that several other people could have also done that, that deserve the opportunity. Correct. Don't, don't act like Hugh Freeze was the only fucking guy on this planet that could have gotten this program to that spot when it happens. Correct. Get out of my face if that happens. Correct. And, and, and you know, you say, like, oh, he, he could make a 12-team playoff. Everything that – and this is the nature of – this is the nature of a hire with this much baggage. And again, I I don't. Maybe he has changed. Of course, you know everybody deserves redemption. Whatever. I don't. You know. Actually, whatever. I, you know. The the point I'm trying to make is that by hiring Hugh Freeze, everything that he accomplishes at Auburn, whether that's very little or or a lot, is going to come with a tag. It's going to come with the tag of Auburn has done this, but at what price? Yep. They have, Auburn, has, Auburn has made the playoff, but at what price? Auburn has had a Heisman-winning quarterback, but at what price? Blah, 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 at what price? You know, so, like, that and, – and, and some people are just like, well, then those people can get effed, and I don't care what they have to say. Personally, it, it, those things bother me. I just it, – I let them bother me. Maybe that makes me weak, but uh, I, I hate seeing Auburn drag through the mud like that, and that – whatever he accomplishes here is going to come with those tags. And there is a pattern of behavior that lends itself to people thinking that something else could happen. Yeah. But War Eagle, you know? Yeah, War Eagle. Yeah. For the first time in my, my account's life, I, I tweeted War Eagle anyways with a question mark. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's where we're at. That's where we're at, brothers. Um, yeah, Who do you th- it, it is. It's think, just... Uh, what do you guys think Liberty is going to go after? Art Browse. Oh, God. 
Did y'all know they have about 15,000 residential students and then about 80,000 online students? It's a big school, yeah. They have a lot of money. They spend a lot of money on their athletics. Like, yeah, it's it's a bigger bigger thing in that that realm than people realize. You should uh if anyone ever if anyone ever gets bored, you should go read their code of conduct. <laughs> it is awesome. <laughs> Were the Falwells upholding it? Yeah. I'm gonna pass on that. Jerry Jerry's <laughs> probably just sitting back watching somebody. <laughs> just watch, you know? As Brian Harson might say. Yeah. Just watch. Uh, that's who they might Cadillac, get. <laughs> Cadillac Williams. He Give is Yeah, he's staying for getting sure. his due. Give him his flowers. And it was I thought it was very I thought it was very telling that that Bruce's congratulatory tweet regarding Hugh also mentioned Caddy. Yes. Um, I don't I don't think that was by accident. Very similar to his his statement in the A D press release where he was like, Congratulations John Cohen, but shout out to my boy Rich McGlynn. Like Yeah. Right. Bruce Bruce doesn't like interlopers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like let me just be sure to associate this guy that I actually do like just so there can be a little bit less pushback on and, what I'm about to say. And obviously the university is going to use Bruce who is the most popular person sure. on campus to promote the football for sure. And that's Did Cadillac over the last month give Bruce a run for his money? Because Bruce has held that title for a few years now because of the success, but also because of the success at a program that hasn't had much success, while another program that people love deeply has struggled. Like yeah. Bruce has clearly been yeah. top dog. It's a good and point. I feel like for the last few weeks Cadillac actually gave him a bit of bit of a run for his money as like most popular guy in town. I will say oh, I'm, for glad, sure. I, I'm glad I think so. I'm glad the coaching search is over and now we can fully like fully fully focus on basketball. Um you know. Well, until until we accept a bowl bid as 5 and 7 team. No, because, don't do that. Cuz we're very smart. Don't do that. I just had to throw in there that our APR is Dave really high. twitching. I want to point that out. He did start twitching when we yeah, talked I've, about the bowl game. I have nervous ticks. Oh, I thought it was well, bowl game related. Oh, I mean, it might be, but I do have you know I do have nervous ticks. I in college I you know Peter you probably knows I used to do this a lot. Pull pull my shirt. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, I got some ticks, but you know everybody some works. As as a lot of people have said in the past couple of days, everybody makes mistakes. <laughs> I have a bad habit of biting my lip. Oh no. Hey, that's that's kind of sexy, though. That's, yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. That's not it's good a good one. Put on a little bit of a uh, little bit of Burt's Bees. Uh, I think in my fingernails way too much. Like I'm doing it right now because I'm just mm. like so overwhelmed with thoughts I, and emotion. I do feel that the coaching search has somewhat overshadowed the beginning of basketball season. Um, like you know, I, I've been sitting there watching games, scrolling the message board, not giving my full attention, um, which turned out to be a good thing during that Northwestern game, wherein we scored 43 points. Uh, How much screen time did y'all have basically since Thanksgiving where you had no work and uh, the coaching search was at a fever pitch? Wanna, my I screen time was off. It's probably my, insane, yeah. My notification on Sunday said that my screen time was up 17%. I don't want to look. Yeah, mine's going to be Which, nasty. It was I will gross. say I, I put my phone down for about four to five hours on Thanksgiving. Uh, <laughs> my, you know, it was with the fam. Oh, gosh. What does it say? Mine Mine is up seventy seven percent from oh the last week. God, which I assume running your Twitter account, it's it's probably already pretty high. So up seventy seven percent from your normal screen time is probably pretty alarming. Yeah, for sure. This so, is a man this is a man who has who has children. He's responsible for the lives of others. Hey man, I stay up late so that I can grind. The uh <laughs> poster's poster. Poster's poster, baby. So in the last week, this is kind of embarrassing. Uh, yeah, my screen time on Twitter is 11 hours. <laughs> so much. Time. <laughs> I read a it's lot, time. brothers. I see it all. I hear it all. I'm in these streets. So that's another reason, selfishly, that fucking sucks. Because who's going to be out here fighting these stupid battles? Who's going to be wielding the swords, oh. defending the honor of this <laughs> wow. brand? What, what a burden for you. What a man. You know, oh, man, just, a, this just a just a warrior. Uh, yeah. What do we What do we expect from the from the press conference in the morning? Some family talk, for sure. I think it's going to be so 
cliche laden with family and creed talk that it's going to be disgusting. Mm. Do we <laughs> like, think do, it's, do we it's going to be just riddled with it? Do we think Hugh Freeze will make the uh, the classic just shitty like oh uh, yeah I'm a great recruiter look at my wife classic coach joke at the introductory press conference? Oh I hope not considering the scandals of this past. <laughs> Oh boy! But you know that's that that that's on any like, coach. Well, that's on that's on any coach press conference. Right? That's on any press conference bingo card, though. Coaches love to make that little joke. Yeah, uh, yeah. Ex- one of one, except this one. Mm. I just want to be happy. <laughs> I don't think it's too much to ask. Just, just let me be happy. No. No. A lot of people will say I don't deserve that. <laughs> I'll tell you this. I have come out. I will come out of this coaching search with a new burning hate for Ole Miss. Yeah. I okay. Yeah, we can turn there for a minute. Yeah, okay. Is the, the Ole Miss game? Is the Absolutely. Ole Miss game the biggest game of the year? The biggest game of the year that you Absolutely. can win next year. Yes. I think of any game winnable or not as the biggest game next year. If Hugh Freeze comes in and beats Lane Kiffin after all of this shit that goes down, that will be. Insane. I didn't give two and shits it about this before this, and now I hate them so so much. I know I said I wasn't going to attend any games that Hugh Freeze was the head coach of. One that was a little bit of grandstanding because I didn't think it was going to happen. <laughs> 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 Two, I will 100% attend the Ole Miss game just just to see Ole Miss put in the dirt for their I sake say- and the players' sake. Uh, the antagonizing that the Mississippi State fans did of Ole Miss over the last week and a half or so really bumped Mississippi State yeah, we up bonded a notch well or so there. in my book. We well, did. We bonded well. The point that Ole Miss people kept making in my Twitter mentions is like, hey, you guys will always be little brother to Alabama. What the fuck does Alabama have to do with this conversation? Nothing. And it's uh, – uh, Panda, yeah. your, your boy, my boy, Austin, pointed out, like, they're essentially saying, like, hey, my wife cheated on me. My wife cheated on me, but not with you. Like, Not with you. With your older, know, slightly yeah. more attractive, richer brother. Right. Right. Like, yeah. of course, dude. Of course we understand that we're not the same program as Alabama. But right. you are not You are not either, and you are not in our stratosphere either. Well, that was before we hired Hugh Freeze, so just a whole different thing now. <laughs> But it's just like... Well, the funny thing to that, if you want to carry on the slanderous angle, is if Auburn is still more successful after hiring Hugh Freeze while they retain Lane Kiffin... Right. Uh, please get out of my face about a hierarchy. Yeah. And you're, But if your main argument is that, hey, another you're not team Alabama. That, you're another team that isn't <laughs> us is better than you, yeah. duh! I, we, yeah, yeah. It's, a weird, it's a weird association to do. Like, I, I yeah, know that, brother. I, I, think, I think most people can reasonably say like Auburn as a brand I mean if you want to associate it as like a top 15 program like it's not Bama it's not Ohio State it's not Texas it's not Michigan it's more Clemson USC Penn State adjacent all the more reason why you don't hire a guy from Liberty University yes exactly yes 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 thank you thank you and if you have success with that guy then it says more about your brand than it does about him Go off, and, King. Go off. And it, it sucks because Ole Miss fans technically won this, whatever this was. Right. Like they Their coach was still willing to leave. Right. Oh, yeah. Their coach flirted, still interviewed for the job. Lane Kiffin was about to board the plane. Like, okay, so Auburn, with the Gus Smells on Arkansas thing, always felt like it, it seemed to me like it was silly to be too worried about that. Yeah, it would just never actually happen. Yeah. I Call the way. bluff. And if you want to go, actually, you know what? Go, man. Yeah, go because oh, your priorities are different. We miss yep. you, and you know what? Never happened. And it's like it won't work the other way for Ole Miss. There's yeah. not a coach at Auburn leaving for Ole Miss, but no. obviously there is the other way around. Yeah, for sure. Almost twice, which is hilarious. And and also, Ole Miss fans went through like, you will never get Lane. You will never get him. You cannot afford him you could not get him he'll stay at Ole Miss forever you and could then, not then, afford him was and then two days later like, the shift Wayne Kiffin yeah. sucks this guy yeah. sucks I hope Auburn takes please him. take him yeah please, please take, take him. him and then Just play Colin like, his he ass leave. he will never leave his family loves Oxford which also I get that his family wants to stay do you think like he's just going to leave next year or the year after that he's not going to be in Oxford until you're 
like until you're 25 yeah. years old, you know? He benefited they benefited from the current age and life stage that his children are at this Correct. very moment. Correct. And that that shot us in the in the foot. I would venture to say that Lane Kiffin saying at Ole Miss has very little to do with Ole Miss. Like, yeah. I, I don't think he was like, I got to stay at Ole Miss. I, I got to stay here. I got to stay in Oxford. For, my family likes it here. Right. I, I think was, it's any – yeah, I, I'm totally with you because I think it, at this juncture with the age of his kids and his daughter wanting to finish school and, you know, the school's blah, blah, blah and wanting to go to college because that's where all of her friends are now, like from high school, any place he would be at, that's the pressure that would be applied. It's just right now he's residing in Oxford. And, and also me, a guy that leaves every three to four years. Like, yeah, he may end up staying at Ole Miss longer than he stayed at virtually any other stop as an OC or head coach. But he's going to leave eventually. Yes. Six Whether years it's tops. for the NFL or he's one of the few the, other. Like, not even six more. Like, six years tops. Like, yeah. he's been there three. I say he's gone with by another three more. He's not going to be the Joe Paterno of Ole Miss because nobody wants right. to be the Joe Paterno of Ole Miss. Because yeah. Ole Miss is a stepping stone job. <laughs> it is. They're the job. Yes. Like, there's such a stepping stone that people go from Ole Miss to Liberty. <laughs> yeah. Stepping stone's doing a lot of work. It's an extra uh, stepping stone just to get to Auburn. How about that? Wow. It, Poverty it, institution. You know, it, they did this whole thing like, oh, our NIL has jumped through the roof now. And it's like, okay. We already had that, and we weren't. It, yeah, it wasn't a reaction to without something. a coach. Yes, and so okay, we're that better than you. We're better than you. We always will because be. The Mississippi State thing was the same way with their NIL. Once we hired Cohen, like that was a panic signal. They're like, oh, we need to do something different, right? Because now we need to donate money to show that we are for real. Yeah. So to a lesser extent, with an athletic director than a coach, obviously that's like the biggest figurehead on your campus. But then the funny thing is, like. Those NIL numbers were what they were. Like, we knew that. And then two days later, when it, like, basically doubled in their value because of however angling that they wanted to play that, and, you know, boom, all of a sudden they have, like, $10 million. And it's like the people were like, oh, so it's, you know, why aren't these people out here reporting that this NIL gap, you know, was just such a myth between Auburn and Ole Miss? It's like, no, brother, like, two days ago it was. (laughs) Like, there's no – that's not misinformation. Like, y'all – donated and like raised this money in a panic because of this situation not because you were already in support of this man that was very clearly very close to leaving your program right and it I, was I, a reaction i don't know i didn't even want lane kevin didn't even want him yeah i didn't either Mm-mm. he's not even 500 against yeah it's not even yeah. four and eight against eight top 25 teams nah, since 2020 God. what are you talking about i don't want yeah. that yeah almost had to press the throttle to sort of narrow the gap but for for the nil yeah. fundraising but like that's not going to be consistent no it was a reactionary thing like yeah that's once they're settled in and feel content like that's going right back to where it was mm-hmm. there's gonna be a lot there's gonna be a lot of folks who in like two or three months get their bank statements like what is this what is this 40 dollars a month I'm, I'm paying what is that and they're like oh i did that but lane stayed so that's out yeah yeah exactly I'm, I'm curious to see the the two months after just to see what that looks like <laughs> yeah I also think the NIL funds, you can just lie about that. You can just make that up. And, you yeah, know, you could. Like, these yeah, it's not a like, public thing. Yeah, just Ole report a number. Thirteen million dollars. Okay, sure. Auburn has a hundred billion. I mean, you know, like yeah, and make these things yeah. up. I'm, we're not seeing the the bank statements. We're not seeing the deposits. And the thing is, it's it's basically just a shell company for the university. Like we all know this, like the collective is that purpose to just pull all of this money. You have all these members at all these different, uh, you know, tiers of donation, but like do the math on how many members and like what these donations are. No, that is absolutely a place to funnel in (laughs) the big checks that come in for two and $3 million that look like you have all these subscribers and that's going on at every single school. So, you know, you might have a thousand active that are given an average of, $50 $50 a month like okay do the math on that like that's not taking you many places that's not buying you almost anyone like these those numbers are coming from the people donating massive amounts of money not people like us with a monthly thing to feel like we're a part of something and we have more of those people than they do so hold my dick point, point of this being Armin is a better program than Ole Miss and the only people who don't accept that as fact are Ole Miss fans 
And now we feel like now we sound like we're projecting a lot of insecurity <laughs> because we didn't well, get we the guy are. that we wanted. There's, and, there's but, some no, of that we are. going on. Because like, I feel uh, a little jaded. I'm not going to like, yeah, we're not going to pretend to sit up here like we, you know, this didn't just go south for us because obviously correct. that's what spurned this podcast in the first place because of the hire that we ended up making. Well, and it, it takes you back to the point you've both made at some point over the last hour or so, which is that no one else was trying to make this hire and really only Auburn would do such a thing. Yeah. There was one school that was a power five school that was going to do this, and they did. But even, like, he wasn't being mentioned for the UAB job or Tulsa or, you know. Sorry. (laughs) Make a guttural noise. Lane Kiffin. It will be interesting. Uh, Go ahead, Dave. Uh, Lane Kiffin's on my list, too. Um, oh yeah, for also sure. Hate you for the rest of your life. Yes. So congratulations. Yes. So I'm I'm turning full and you, heel and on your Lane. Dog. And your dog. I'm gonna too. get blocked on Twitter by Lane, unfortunately. Well, you can't get blocked by Hugh Freeze because he is not allowed to have a Twitter anymore. <laughs> that is true. That's so silver funny. linings. That's so good. Silver lining. His tweets are gonna look like Painter. His tweets are gonna look like like you're you're in my tweets when we were in college and we had to tweet out like. Auburn Athletics things that they wrote for us for for spirit points. Like, yeah. Auburn softball hosts Georgia State tonight at 7 o'clock. Get there early for a Mama Goldberg's giveaway. Hashtag War Eagle. That's what the things – that's what kind of thing an incredible phase now. of social media when, like, large corporations and universities still weren't sure what to do with like What it even was. <laughs> and so they were like, we're going to force our students to get good seats – to tweet out generic stuff about, like, let's say the soccer team having a game yeah. on Friday. Yeah. That was incredible. And we, like, when we did it, I did it on Facebook too. What a Man, world. Man, Facebook's taken a long, like, route from where it was in 2011. What if, like, what what would be funny is, like... If but it's freeze... still hanging around. So if you look at the oh, tra- man. trajectory... Oh, man. sharing links on Facebook. I mean, you can look at the trajectory. I mean, it's... Shit, Facebook and Hugh Freeze about the same path. <laughs> I, I I would find it hilarious if like Hugh Freeze they they took away Hugh's Twitter, but we find out that he has like he has like a Mastodon account or whatever it's called that people were jumping to when they thought Twitter yeah. was going down, and he's just a he's just a posting king on like Mastodon with like three followers. What a wild like couple of days. I thought it was strange how many people were like Twitter's gonna die, and I was like, I don't think it's gonna work like that, even if. There's some weird stuff going on, like at no. Twitter headquarters. I like, got in on that because I thought it was funny. Going anywhere? Oh yeah, no, it's it's very funny to just be very dramatic. I don't know what I don't know what I would do. I lit like I would have I saved eleven hours this past week. <laughs> That's so sad to say out loud, but like I don't I, like it, like I know Painter personally, Pablo. You, you and I met via Twitter. Yeah, we, right. Twitter goes down, and you are out of my life. Yeah, it is. It's weird. It's weird to think about. We have a group text. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. You don't live that far from me. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's true. Dave, you were you were at the basketball game for the St. Louis game, and oh, I yeah, was baby. disappointed in the crowd. But you said some more people filled in. It I filled guess in someone, a little more. Someone yeah, listening is going to be like, there was capacity. an away football game. I mean, it, was a, it was a Sunday. Yada, yada. It was a tough, yeah, was tough to schedule a game. Five minutes. Two o'clock Sunday after Thanksgiving, there was a the game. The Iron Bowl was the day before. Uh, people are coming back, but you know, I I got offered a I got offered a free ticket, and I I went. You know, as a warrior, got on the road, went down there, got home last. Night. It was a great game. Uh, you know, no, well, I don't know about great game. It was an exciting game. It was very very loud. Uh, that Alan Flanagan slam to I think mm. take the lead, either take the lead or extend the lead. Um, I'm a little uh, I'm a little worried about the, the 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 state of our offense and the state of some other SEC programs who are who seem to be really really good. Um, I I lay awake at night thinking about Brandon Miller. He he seems to be quite talented at the sport of basketball. A simultaneously exciting and horrific basketball game played between North Carolina and yes. Alabama. I yeah. was really going hard for the for the Tar Heels there. And so just because of, you know, you watch you watch these games from from angles that advantage you personally. So Brandon Miller has been a terrifying prospect and player that I've that I've watched so far this year and you know a couple of those games. And then it got to the Carolina game and I was a little 
changed my perception a little bit. Just a little. Shifted it enough toward, like, I think Flan could potentially have that it, man in hell for, for about 30 minutes. Didn't have a, a, an outstanding game. But, our, our, I mean, Auburn's issue is, is obviously scoring. Um, and I, I think as Chance Westry continues to come along, that's going to change things in that regard. Uh, let me ask you this. This is a hypothetical. For you. Well, not a hypothetical. I, 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 I think I realized recently that I, you know, Alabama, obviously our main rival in all sports. I despise Alabama's basketball team. I don't really care about their football team anymore. Like going into Saturday, we were, we were going to lose. We were going to get our ass handed to us. That was just a fact. I don't. I cannot stand their basketball team. I think I hate their basketball team much more than I hate their football team, and I don't think it's even close at this point. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. And I don't ever want them to have any success that it's even close to the amount of success that Bruce Pearl has had because I can't live in that world. Really, I'm just being this... a threatened bitch. But <laughs> I think I put this in the mailbag recently. Maybe I said it to y'all as well. The thing that makes me nervous about Auburn basketball is not why we have Bruce Pearl. It's what we do after Bruce Pearl. Mm. And I have very little faith in us going back-to-back good hires. Whereas if Nate Oates leaves or if something goes awry with Nate Oates, whatever, I feel pretty good about Alabama making another good hire after Nate Oates. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully he's changed enough of the perception where there will be a guy to be like, I want to be a part of that. You know what I mean? Like you've elevated the program to what it is. Once Bruce goes on, assuming that it's just the end and on his terms, as opposed to something else happening that forces him out or you know we do so poorly for some reason that he's out of there. Like hopefully he leaves it in good standing to where there's the guy will come in, whoever it's going to be, and you just keep the ship rolling, hoping that you can pick up with that. Painter, I can't possibly imagine what would make you think that Auburn Athletics would make an underwhelming hire for a major sport. That I don't I don't know where you're going. I don't know where to be fair, I've had this concern for some time, but I suppose you're right. More recently, that that probably got underscored. <laughs> well, it's going to be Stephen Pearl, right? Would not disappoint me. I can understand why yeah. some people might push back, but that would make me pretty happy. I yeah, feel and like- I could see it. I could see it. You know, being part of that whole kind of like an under the table agreement that's already in place too, which I'd be totally cool with. But also, I don't want to think about that. I don't want to think about Bruce. You know, give me another ten right. years, and and you know, you Pablo, you said like if something else happened, I legitimately believe if Auburn might have to go zero and thirty or zero and zero and however many. Yeah, I mean, it would take like, a. It, I think it's ridiculous like a, fall off. I think it's like a David Shaw at Stanford esque situation where like that guy is a legend at that program, and like yeah. he he just realized that he needed to, you know probably but they didn't fire him, uh, and I didn't you know. We're good. There's going to be a statue of Bruce Pearl at Auburn, uh, so and they're going to name well, maybe not name the arena after him because of twenty million dollars, but the floor though, yeah, yeah the floor. something. The man's the man is going to be immortalized at Auburn. Um, Pat so Dye Field and Bruce Pearl Court. <laughs> you know, that's I love that. Whoa, 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 whoa! Hugh Freeze Field. Have you thought about that? Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh boy. And we're back. <laughs> Championships. All right. Top pause. Let's do it. Everyone go around the room and say one positive thing about Hugh Freeze. That isn't, that isn't that he beat Alabama. His offenses can be very fun. He, he does have a track record of developing quarterbacks, and I have missed that. And I think that eventually, once he builds, once he... Makes an attempt at building relationships that Brian Harson didn't do. He will be able to recruit well. See, guys, see how easy, see how that was. Yep. But all it's the still, above is true. Still wildly disappointing. They can be mutually exclusive. Yeah. Totally agree. Still love Auburn. Not its leadership necessarily at all times. Mm. John Cohen. I'm just trying to figure out where I'm going to cut Dave off at okay. this podcast. It's like already angling. The Look last one, you literally cut me off mid-sentence. We need a we need to cross this PR firm for just this podcast. Dave, what song I should you. I not play at the end of the podcast? Is there like a fro? Is there a theme song to the to the to the movie Frozen? Let it go. I've been listening. Let to, it go. Um, 
Let It Go is saying. a perfect theme song, with song these, under this context. I've been listening to um, some Kid Cudi recently. Oh. Uh, Sale, the Unlimited Gravity remix by oh, yeah, All that's Nation. A good one. Should have, uh, I think Spotify Wrapped should be coming up Sale. here in the next week or so. Painter, who, who do you think your top artist of the year is going to be? I'm actually curious to see who I've listened to most. I, I don't know. I don't know that I'm going to release mine because I've been listening to that Taylor Swift album a lot because it's it bangs. The new one? Oh, yeah. I still haven't listened to all of it yet. Oh, man, it goes. It goes. Mine will probably be Young Jeezy. We got I love, Drew Locke in the house? I love Young Jeezy, man. <laughs> is he still doing it? Is he still around? Drew Jeezy? Locke, isn't he or the Drew backup Locke. in the Seahawks? No, young Jeezy. He's just Jeezy now, right? He's just Jeezy. Yeah, he's old now. Old Jeezy. <laughs> How deep in the catalog can you go? So, what What do you mean? Just as far as, like, like knowing songs? Yeah, what's some obscure songs that you can give us from so this beautiful, is beautiful boy? All right, so this is going to be... I, so, oddly enough, I don't really like that song a whole lot, mainly because Akon annoys me. Um, I've just never been a massive Akon fan. But Akon surge in my life, my sophomore year, listening to, listening to Akon. Thug Motivation is an awesome album. I, you know, if you can't tell by me talking on this podcast, I really, really relate to Young Jeezy lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> I channel a lot of it in my personal life. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm 100% that meme of that cartoon character that's like driving to work nine to five, listening about like murder and drug deals. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, Jeezy, Jeezy, man, he's got bangers. Like recession, Doug motivation, like all these, all these albums are great. Um, Sounds like we're ending the pod with a with a Jeezy song. Yeah, I put on. There you go. Nah, nah, put on well, for Peter, my city. That makes. Uh, I have a. Qu- the, the question is, 